In the midst of teaching about discipleship on his journey with the apostles while going to Jerusalem, where Jesus would willingly enter into his passion, we hear in today's gospel the instruction, or rather the invitation, go, sell, give, come, follow. Short, concise, to the point. Rather clear, simple, and straightforward. Words not lending themselves easily to misunderstanding. These few words and the context in which we are given them bespeak and move us towards the right and the proper relationship with all things, with one another and ultimately with God. This is a teaching which is rooted in the golden rule of love of God and love of neighbor, a rule which finds its origins in the middle chapters of the book of Exodus, as well in the, in the Gospel of St. Luke, when Jesus addresses the question of the greatest commandment exemplified in the parable of the Good Samaritan. The teaching restates the superiority of love proclaimed in the Sermon on the Mount, a teaching on love which includes love of one's enemies, which, char which is characterized by forgiveness and generosity. To go, sell, give seems completely overwhelming, if not impossible. Who then can be saved? asked the apostles. By ourselves and left to our own devices, it is impossible. We cannot save ourselves, try as we might. But we don't have to save ourselves. It has already been done. We are saved. Our salvation is in Christ Jesus. A proper response to God's utterly gratuitous gift of salvation and eternal life is to cooperate with God in accepting our salvation and then to cherish the words addressed to the Blessed Virgin Mary by the angel Gabriel at the Annunciation and by her cousin Elizabeth at the Visitation. For God, all things are possible. Blessed is she who trusted that the Lord's words to her would be fulfilled. Words which allude again to the book of Genesis, recalling God's omnipotence to fulfill his promise of salvation, a promise springing from God's mysterious plan for us and for our salvation. Christian discipleship necessarily speaks of the relationship between the disciple and the Lord and teacher, a relationship which must be marked by listening and trust, by a wholehearted detachment from self and from things, with an absolute attachment to God, the things of God, and his will, as well as cooperation then with God and his grace. It entails a total surrender or oblation of ourselves to God, forsaking my ways and what I judge to be right and necessary that I might live God's ways 
living totally for him and him alone. Go, sell, give. Then you will have treasure in heaven, the Lord tells us. Now at first, this might seem that Jesus is somehow talking about a transfer transfer of possessions and wealth involving the things of this world. Common Jewish spirituality at the time of Jesus held that wealth was a sign of God's favor and blessing. The richer you were, the more things you possessed or had, the greater was God's blessing upon you, that somehow God is pleased and honored by our wealth. Not so. True treasure, true wealth, as Jesus tells us, wealth which is pleasing to God, which is to be stored up in heaven, where moth does not eat, where rust does not corrode, where thieves cannot steal. This true obedience is, this true treasure is obedience to God and his holy will, an obedience which is expressed and summed up in love of God and love of neighbor. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all of your strength, and your neighbor as yourself, this forms part of the moral catechesis of the churches of the Church of Antiquity, and therefore it is part of the solid bedrock of our faith today. Love which motivates our following of Jesus, and so our living a Christocentric life, which animates our relationships with one another, patterned after God's own love for us. This is the fulfillment of the commandments, part of which we hear in today's gospel. Tradition teaches us that love isn't something that we learn or have to be taught. In his fourth century rule for monks, St. Basil begins his teaching with the question about the greatest commandment. He teaches that the power to love dwells in the soul from the first instant of its conception and creation. He anchors the twofold commandment of love, that is, love of God and love of neighbor, in Christ and in his love for us. All of our dealings with God and one another, he says, must be like a mirror, and they must reflect the Lord. Everything we do and all that we are about should be undertaken with our gaze firmly and always fixed on the Lord, keeping our, the eyes of our heart continually intent on him and him alone. Love is an act for which we have been prepared from infancy, thanks to the smiles, the tenderness, the loving care and concern which have enfolded our lives, especially from the example of our parents. There are a few exceptions, though, to this. One is in the person of King Herod. It's not clear that he had many smiles or tenderness or care and concern for children. Another exception 
are those who, in the name of freedom, of choice, of health, or of rights, would abort the first fruits of their womb, while yet still in the womb, or even at birth. How threatening or unlovable is a tender yet to be born or a newborn babe, one who is created in the image and the likeness of God, which image and likeness is love, as St. John tells us. To love God is to do what God wants us to do. It's to wish what God wishes. It's to do what he demands of us. To love with all our heart, we must be able to make charity shine in our souls, bowing intelligence and will before God. To love with all our soul is forever. When the soul departs this body at death, life in this world ceases. To love with the whole soul, the principle of life and continuity of life, bespeak our conformity in love and our adhesion to the Lord. For both in life and in death, we are the Lord's. To love with all our strength is to love with all our power, totally, unconditionally, wholeheartedly, without limits or conditions, with our gaze fixed intently on God, ever mindful of his holy and abiding presence. May the grace of the Holy Eucharist this day strengthen us to go, sell, give, come, and follow. May love of God and love of neighbor be the very pattern of our lives and the fruit of our prayer.